Hello, everybody. Cal Banyan here on calbanyan.com. I'm so happy to be back. I am so full of energy. I've been talking to Erica Flint, who's back again to do some podcasts with us. And whenever I talk to her, I just get all fired up and stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to her. She's going to tell you what the topic of the day is. Cal, thank you so much for having me here today. It's so great um, to be back. And I'm Erica Flint. I have a practice in Bellingham, Washington, where I teach um, students how to be hypnotists with the five path system. I'm five path certified, seventh path, self-hypnosis certified, an author, and a um, accredited hypnotherapy professional instructor. So um, the topic for today, Cal, the question is, what is the difference between stage hypnosis and sessions, hypnosis sessions with clients? And this is a big one, right? This is a question that I get all the time because a lot of clients, a lot of people think they're the same thing. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really happy working on this. Like everybody knows Cal Banyan as, you know, the trainer and, and also the, I see clients all the time at my office and online and I've been doing it for like over 25 years. Yeah. And I, this question pops up. So you know what I did one year when I was at the National Guild Hypnotist Convention, I signed up for a stage hypnotist course, three days. I'm going to get the inside poop on that stuff. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Valley got the inside stuff. And uh, so with that, we're going to banter back and forth and, and talk about some of the main things. And uh, where do you want to start? Well, I think one of the primary things that, um, uh, that I think are important for clients, at least, to understand is that there is a difference between the intent of the stage hypnotist and hypnosis sessions. Because in stage hypnosis, the intent usually is some type of entertainment, right? Right. And there's usually alcohol involved. Oh, yeah. Right, right. There's usually, right, there's alcohol. Or, I mean, it could be at like a high school or something, right? But right, still, right. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of stage hypnosis that end up at the fair or they might end up at uh, right. high school graduation, that type of a thing. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of alcohol in those stage shows. Too. Yeah, especially if it's college kids, right? Right, right. Okay. So, at the technical level, there's this thing called primary versus secondary hypnotism or hypnosis or suggestibility. And so what's the difference between that? Primary means experiencing the effect of hypnosis while in hypnosis. And then secondary is experiencing the effect of hypnosis post-hypnotically. And in general, the stuff that's being done on stage is mostly primary suggestibility where mostly when you go in to see a hypnotist, you don't want to just be like a non-smoker while you're in the hypnotist's office. <laughs> you want to be a non-smoker after you leave the office. That's usually more important, Cal. I really want to be still a non-smoker when I leave, right? And the rest of the time too, yeah. right? So secondary is when they leave, right? When they're gone, they're out of the hypnosis office and the secondary suggestion um, they are going to accept that suggestion. You are, you know, now a non-smoker. You're always a non-smoker, right? And they get to accept that suggestion forever. Yeah. Not just they a get, They get to have that suggestion so long as they like it and they want it, right? So now there is a little bit of hedging in here. And that is like some really good stage hypnotists, they'll do a little bit of post-hypnotic suggestion. For example, they'll say after the show's over, 
and you go back to your seat, you're going to have this really strong urge to start barking like a dog. Okay, so that's post-hypnotically, and they'll do that, but that's rare, but that's something they will do. And as far as, so primary is what's happening while you're in hypnosis, secondary is after the hypnosis. In a, a really, really good hypnotist or hypnotherapist has trained to do to some really powerful techniques like age regression, forgiveness work, parts mediation work, this kind of stuff, where you experience some very strong hypnotic phenomenon, not mm -hmm. just post-hypnotically, but in the session. For example, it might be eye lock, arm catalepsy, uh, going back and re-experiencing an event when you were five years old, going into the future so you can pre-vivify. Right. You want to add on to that? Well, I think one of the most remarkable things is when clients, um, we, br um, we will bring our clients' attention to a sensation in their body in a number of cases, but let's say specifically in time tunneling, for example, we have our client bring their attention to a sensation in their body, it turns into a tunnel and they follow it back. Well, what we want to happen and what's awesome for our clients is when we have direct their attention back to that feeling inside it, it's gone. The feeling is gone and there is this a real sensation of uh, feeling lighter, like a, I mean, it might be emotional and spiritual, but there's a physical feeling too for a lot of people. They feel better right there in that. Awesome. Yeah, too many people, they leave the hypnotist's office going, I don't know if I was hypnotized. Right. I, I felt really relaxed. And you, you go see a five pass certified hypnotist uh, who really knows his or her stuff. And you're going to have a transformational experience where you have, you feel the transformation in the hypnosis and more importantly, when you go home or right. you go to the office, right? Mm -hmm. Right, because it gets tied to kind of uh, results and tied to things that help you to continue to be successful because we, in five path, we get to kind of root cause that's driving this whole thing, right? So once we get rid of that, it's a lot easier for people to um, really adhere to those post-hypnotic suggestions. You know, that's all absolutely right. And there's one thing I just wanted to add. One of the things I learned in stage hypnosis school is that you really don't need, I'm giving, this is like a magician giving away, <laughs> you know, how the trick is done. And it's nice when people go into hypnosis, right? Mm -hmm. But you really don't, care you're as a stage hypnotist you're there to put on a good show and for everybody to have time uh, have a good time so compliance is more important than suggestibility so in fact uh, they're saying you know it's funny i'll go to these towns and somebody will be like a really really good person on stage and he or she will follow me from town to town just because they enjoy getting up there, being a ham, being silly, and being the star of the show. Uh -huh. the, I have never known a stage hypnotist to do much depth testing on a stage, right? Everything, that, yeah, everything that's being done can be explained through compliance only. Now, I'm not saying that it's all baloney. I'm saying that the main purpose is to put on a good show. Some of them may be in a light state a hypnosis. Some of them could be in profound somnambulism and some of them could be under the influence of alcohol. Right. And some of them still have tremendous cool experiences because they allow themselves to have experiences. So people are still getting, you know, 
people wonder, hey, if I can do that on stage, I wonder what else I can do in the office, right? So there's some cool things that can happen there. But we could go on and on on this for two hours. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I do I want to say one thing that we're kind of just hitting the edge of and, and that I think someone could benefit from if they ever go in to see a hypnotist, right? Mm -hmm. And that is you know, maybe someone goes on stage and they don't really intend to go into hypnosis. They just want to go have a good time. And then you know what happens? They start following instructions and they, and they just relax and have a good time and they go into hypnosis, yeah. right? And so if someone is coming in to see uh, Eric or I or any good five path hypnotist, then it, don't worry about if you're in hypnosis or not. Just relax, have a good time and mm -hmm. let the hypnotist judge that. And you know what? Sometimes the best hypnotic induction is, hey, let's just pretend you're going into hypnosis. And you know what? You will. Because because that which the mind expects to achieve, it tends to achieve. Yeah. All right. You want to wrap it up? Oh, uh, yeah, everyone. I am Erica Flint. Thanks for joining here today. And you can find me at CascadeHypnosisTraining.com. I hope to see you in the hypnosis classroom soon. All right. And I'll tell you what, I get nothing but really, really, really excellent, good feedback about uh, Erica's classes. The people go through her class. Now, her class is the five path class. It's the class I developed. She teaches it. She puts her own sparkly personality on it and, 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 and supports her students. And by the way, everyone that goes to our course it could be Erica's or Penny's or mine, the same course. You go into one of the best supporting networks in the world of hypnosis. All right, this is Cal Banyan, and you know what? I'd love to see you in class. You can go and see me at calbanyan.com. All right, Cal Banyan, over and out. <laughs>